1: Hey gang, Mike Morrison here with another episode of the Membership Guys podcast. The show in which we talk all things membership website related. Strategy, advice, marketing, insight, you name it, we've got it. And one other thing we've got is a great show for you today. I'm joined by Jill Stanton from Screw the 9 to 5 Dot .com. Jill, as well as being one half of the duo behind the very successful, very popular Screw the Night of Five blog, podcast and membership site, also is an absolute ace when it comes to running and cultivating a free Facebook community. So... As membership site owners, I was very keen to get Jill's insight into how her free Facebook group and how she uses that group plays into the marketing, the promotion, and the growth of the Screw membership. Now, anyone who's been listening to the show for a while, who's been reading our blog, will know that Callie and I really are not fans of using Facebook groups for the paid community side of your membership but we are massive fans of utilizing groups on the front end as part of your marketing as part of your positioning for market research and so on and of course we have our own very popular facebook group the membership mastermind which you can find at talkmemberships.com so i had a great chat with jill she shared a lot of value bombs and i just want to warn you quite a few f-bombs as well this one gets a little bit sweary i can't just blame jill (laughs) we kind of brought each other down to that point so anybody who is offended by the odd curse word maybe you want to tune out now but if that just washes over you or if you're a bit like me and you enjoy it then you're going to like this interview so we're going to hop over right now to my chat with jill stanton All right, guys. So I'm joined by Jill Stanton from screwthen9to5.com. Jill, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much. That sounded like the coolest intro based on your <laughs> accent.
1: <laughs> I've been perfecting my radio voice.
0: <laughs> You're doing well, my friend.
1: <laughs> uh, now, obviously, I mentioned in that intro screwthen9to5.com. That's your blog. You've also mm-hmm. had your your podcast, which has just sadly come to an end. Uh, you got your membership site and of course a highly active, very popular Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to be chatting a bit more about today. But before we get started, before we jump into all of that, for anyone who hasn't come across you guys, can you give us a bit of a 411, a bit of background about you, about Josh and how Screw the 9 to 5 came to be?
0: Yeah, so Josh has been Working online for we just figured out today on our walk actually ten years wow so that went fast um <laughs> <laughs> and he got his start before I did really I got started in like web TV and that transitioned into having a social media business I know it sounds ridiculous but there's a whole story behind that <laughs> which then trans- uh transformed into me working my butt off and seeing him not working his butt off <laughs> and being like, what's happening here? What, what am I doing? I'm doing this wrong. <laughs> and so we decided to um, team up. I was very disenchanted with my business at the time. He was very disenchanted with his business at the time. So we thought, why don't we just try and, you know, start our own business together? Hopefully we don't kill each other. And we got started in affiliate marketing. So we had our first like skincare site. Um, We set it up at the very end of 2011 and we kind of made it all official in 2012. And then ever since then, it's just been a gradual process. Like there was never a, I mean, there's been some pretty big ah ahas and stuff. Like for example, we came up with the idea for the screw on our wedding week, which is probably the only week you shouldn't be working. It's it's the (laughs) the
1: perfect, the perfect time to have the huge business idea.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, pause everyone. I'm a, I'm a register this domain right now. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so yeah. And since we registered that, it's just really been a gradual process of, you know, figuring out what works, what sticks, what resonates and doing more of it.
1: Awesome. And I love that, that story of how you're both disenfranchised with your businesses. Cause that echoes myself and Callie, exactly the same sort of thing. Really? Neither of us were really getting what we wanted out of our business. So we're doing well, you mm-hmm. know, um, again, a bit like Josh, i been around the internet since, you know, before Facebook and all that sort of stuff. Um and doing online business that way. Kali came to it a little bit later on. But yeah, we both got that point where we were just kind of a bit pissed off with what we were doing yeah. with our businesses. And I think it was like 2 a.m in bed. Um so this is kind of proper pillow talk coming up with joint <laughs> the business ideas
0: talk ever I'm yeah sure.
1: <laughs> yeah would you like to go into a business partnership um so yeah that's that's awesome and i love the brand i love the the name you know screw the 95 because that's kind of what so many people who aren't there yet just want to do they just want to tell their boss to shove their jobs up their backside <laughs> <Pretty> and <much. laughs> yeah and then go out and although that's a much longer domain name um you know shove your job up your Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> but, just
0: as catchy though
1: yeah exactly but you know I, I love it it's got a bit of an edge it's a bit rebellious but what i really really like from um being within your your free facebook group is the community the way they interact the language that they use it kind of slots into that brand too they're fully on board they they are a bit rebellious they've got that bit of edge to them and uh yeah is that something you've had to nurture and kind of, you know, mold your community that way? Or did it just kind of happen by nature of you you were attracting to the brand?
0: I think it's maybe column A, column B, like a little bit of both. Mm. So, I mean, screw the nine to five. Everyone can kind of get behind that, right? So a large amount of the time people, when new people join, they they introduce themselves and they're like, I so can't wait to screw the nine to five. Or I screwed my nine to five a year ago. Or I'm getting ready to screw my nine to five. So that kind of stuff Yes, that's been there since the get-go because it's kind of a cheeky name that people can get behind. Plus, it's it's an action you want yeah. to screw you nine to five. Um, but things like Scroopies or you know a couple of the themes that we have going on inside the free community, that's been a. Uh, very much a process of nurturing and like drilling in the verbiage and the language that I use but also like not purposefully just that's the language I use yeah. and so I feel like some people have adopted that kind of stuff like I see things like um like I swear a lot but in order to not offend everyone under the sun I sometimes instead of saying the f word will just say f like e FF. So I I notice a lot of people saying like what the F is up or I don't want to F this up or something like that or live and die. I say that all the time or scroopies like all these different words. I notice people echoing them back at me. That's super cool. That's just been as a result of I think just having the group for almost a year and just being so damn active in it. But um, I never set out to drill my kind of language into someone's head. I just I just keep it real. And so I feel like if they are adopting any of the language, it's just uh, organically for the most part. And then, yeah, just kind of like pure immersion in it.
1: Cool. And, uh, you know, you mentioned their Scroopies as well. I do love that. uh...
0: I didn't even come up with that. Right. How good is that? Like that was someone else. Uh, Screw you member named Michelle. She came up with that. So I was like, damn, that's good. I had Screw Crew before and she knocked it out of the park. So I was like, Screw Screw Crew. I'm going
1: with piece <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, I think whenever you land on something where people can identify and label themselves that way and kind of, you know, they are part of that movement then, that's, that's just gold dust.
0: It's huge
1: all right I want to get into the good stuff to the real Mm -hmm. kind of meat of things growing a Facebook group getting people to join you know your Facebook group it's it's what it's nearly 10,000 members in it and that's 10,000 it's heavily active members it's not you know you see the Facebook groups with the big numbers low engagement what are your top tips for making that happen
0: showing up That's the biggest one. Show up and be consistent with it. Like I show up every day, nearly every day. Like if schedule is permitting, if I'm flying or something like that or at an event, then yeah, I'm not going to be in it as much. Um, But for the most part, I am in there every single day. I participate, I show up, I answer questions, I listen to people, I support. I just basically act like an internet cheerleader. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to always encourage them because I know for a fact Obviously, what it's like to build your own business and open yourself up to, you know, all the unsolicited advice that your friends and family tend to give or the ups and downs that come with running a business. I know what that's like. I know how that feels. I know how stressful or how fulfilling that can feel. So I always want to be there for them to encourage them to keep going or, you know, keep at it, not give up, all that sort of stuff. So showing up and being a part of the community itself is. The biggest piece of advice I could give—that means dedicating, you know, an hour or two, especially in the beginning, to showing up each and every day and answering people's questions and telling stories and commenting and interacting and just really building up that community feel, that family feeling, feeling that you really want inside a free community like that. Um, secondly, is I pimp it everywhere, I legit constantly drive people to that group. Like at the end of this interview. I'm sure you are going to say, Jill, where can people learn more about you or where can they find you? And I'm going to say, come join my free group (laughs) because I know if I can get people in there, then I'm in there. Our head of community experience, Heather, is in there. And we're all dedicated to really helping people feel a sense of belonging and feel make sure that they feel heard and seen. And I really think also now that the community is rocking and rolling, the members want to help each other out. So it's now like this whole group effort just to make this like one of the raddest spots on the web to hang out. And that all started or that stemmed from me being in there for an insane amount of time in the beginning each and every day.
1: Yeah. And you know, that, that pimping it everywhere. I think, um, you know, the, the effects of that, looking uh, at when you were recently on Amy Porterfield's podcast mm-hmm. and even still now you can guarantee looking in the group, having a, a quick scroll through there'll be one or two people i yeah, just listen to amy portfield's podcast yeah. <laughs> and hop straight in there so that's that's going to feed that group for a long long time and that i, I think um you know when you do hear people pimping their stuff either on podcasts or you know through social media and so on they're kind of really just trying to push product they're trying to push yeah. their course, their membership, or what have you. And I do certainly something after hearing that uh podcast with Amy, we changed everything with our Facebook group.
0: Really? That's super encouraging.
1: We used to um kind of have it behind the opt-in. So we used to have it so that you know part of the opt-in was, oh, and get an invite to our blah 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 mm-hmm. membership mastermind thing. And it was kind of tucked away like that. Yeah. And we were like, actually, that's just a little bit dumb. So we brought it right out the front. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's, it's better for it. So, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I don't think you should put a Facebook group behind an opt-in. Like I know a lot of people do it, but I, it's just, it adds a level or it adds a barrier, you know, I'd so much rather have a completely free and open Facebook group that anyone can join at any time. Because I know that if they're in there and Um, We can touch on this in a bit, but like I am constantly asking people what they want. So I know if I can get them in there and find out what they want and then create exactly that, I can get them on my list no matter what. You know, I'm not worried about that. My biggest barrier is just getting them into the group. The rest is just like, I know that's going to happen because I know that we are constantly trying to create exactly what those members want. And I think that's a thing people miss with Facebook groups. Like they're like, oh, yeah cool, I have 5,000 members. I am so awesome. But what they're not doing is focusing on the strategy to really use that free group. So it doesn't just become a time suck. It actually becomes a strategic and purposeful part of your marketing plan. I think that's the thing people miss.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, probably the biggest thing with the Facebook group that kind of hit home to me on actually thinking about it. It's so low friction. Yeah. People put all this time into creating their lead magnets and trying to get people on their email list. But you're always going to have that barrier when somebody comes to looking at that little sign up box where, you know, they're thinking, well, what if I sign in and it's rubbish and I try and unsubscribe and I can't unsubscribe. And We'll both know of online marketers who do that little trick where if you unsubscribe from the list, they just put you on another one, and they'll just hop you around <laughs> different email lists. So the friction level, and I suppose, the risk level for people joining a Facebook groups, pretty much non-existent. So yeah, it makes it makes sense to pimp it. So it was yeah. it was one of those. Um, I don't know if it was quite aha. It was it was more a sort of like, oh, of course.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you're just too close to your own group, though. Mm. Mm. Or sometimes you're just too close to your own business, so you don't see the obvious things. Like I'm the exact same way, you know what I mean? And I was talking to Amy last week, I think, uh, about her group, and we we're just kind of going back and forth and talking about strategies and whatnot. And I said to her, like, I can't even keep up with the flood of people that came from your your brand, but yeah. it's been so useful because you know I want I want to remove that barrier. I don't want to make it. You know, full of friction. I just want to find out what people want, yeah, and then give it to them, and then get them on my list that way, and then continue to knock, knock their socks off. You know, it, it doesn't always have to be so damn hard. Um, and I really think that if you can use that group to find out what they truly, truly want, and pay attention to the to the words they're using, even so, you can use that in your copy and figure out your lead magnets. Then you're really. You know, that group is high leverage.
1: Yeah, I use that so much. That's kind of one of my favorite things to do. And I've talked about it not just with Facebook groups, but within obviously a membership community and so on. Just seeing how your audience articulate yeah. their problems, their concerns, their fears. You know, such a powerful thing, but it's it's amazing how many people just don't do it. They still kind of try and find the, the 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 cleverest or the smartest way of making this product sound amazing by its features or you know by by saying what they want to say rather than saying what their audience are actually telling them yeah
0: i mean i made that mistake too so <laughs> yeah so did <laughs> that's I. How I learned not to do that anymore <laughs>
1: yeah but the whole thing the whole thing is once you've made it and remedied it then you get to be a bit smug about it when about the people who aren't doing it yet <laughs> that's that's the reward for for, for cutting on <laughs> so obviously you know it's you've said. A big, big part of um, of growing a Facebook group is showing up, is engaging, is encouraging activity uh, by being in there yourself. How? Or what do you do within your own group to to get people engaged and get things moving? You know, if there's a day where there's no activity, how do you push that interaction and and make sure that you've got that vibrancy and that activity going on within your group?
0: I heavily rely on theme days. So Mm. I know not everyone is a fan of them, but for me, they've worked really well. And I find that they really help to spur the conversation and engagement. But I understand that in the beginning, it can kind of feel like crickets, you know? So when I was first starting out, I would just kick all the conversations off myself. Like I would answer my own questions. (laughs) So I would just sit there and talk to myself. If, if it was freaking necessary, that's what I'm going to do because I wanted people to feel I just wanted them to feel safe to share yeah, exactly what yeah. they were thinking, you know, and if it takes me putting myself out there first for them to realize, oh, okay, cool. I'm not going to be made fun of or no one's going to say anything mean or anything like that because it is the internet and there's a whole lot of trolls. If you can remove that sense of um, anxiety or that fear for people, they want to connect. Yeah. They want that. You that's know what why, I mean? That's why the have to, Yeah. You just have to figure out how to bring that out in them. It takes time. This is my biggest pet peeve when people are like, well, I have my Facebook group for a week and no one's doing anything. (laughs) Hello? Hello? Relationships take time. It's not just one week and then uh, I'm giving up. You know what I mean? That stuff takes months. My group wasn't what it is now this, well, no, I didn't have it this time last year, but even like in May last year or June or July or August, it was never as active as it is now. That comes with time, with commitment, with consistency and with numbers. So don't get all nervous or thinking you're doing something wrong. If, if people aren't really responding straight away, yeah. my hack, like I said, is just to Put yourself out there first, answer your own question or or share your own story or share behind the scenes or share a photo or a selfie or, you know, whatever you can to make them realize, oh, she wants me or he wants me to participate and I can share my my story and no one's going to make fun of me or no one's going to tell me I'm wrong or whatever it is. It's really just showing up, seriously, showing up and being real.
1: Yeah, and not, and like you say, not looking at it, leaving a group for a week, saying nothing's happening, but you haven't done anything during that week either.
0: Totally.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, um, we started, we toyed with a few different types of theme days uh, when we started our group, but we did those very early on so it was total cricket and as well i think with ours um ours is more about like advice and support around memberships as opposed to very community centric yeah Yeah. so you know we put up a tech a techie tuesday was one of our things but then you know when you get the nuts and bolts of it if someone's got a technical problem with a website on a thursday they're not going to wait until tuesday to, yeah. to ask somebody for help so we, pull, we pulled ours but yeah it's, it's something we're, we're looking to revisit are there any kind of theme days or things like that that you've tried that you were kind of really amped up for and then they just sort of flopped
0: not flopped but some that I had one that was just I fell out of love with it. So I used to have Q&A Thursday. And it was great in the beginning because I was getting a few questions here and there and they were great. And then it really got out of control and I would sign on to the group and there would be like 18 questions. And I'm like, what the fuck? I don't have that (laughs) kind of time to sit there and answer 18 questions, especially when I should be in my paid membership group for that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So I nixed that one. Um, I think if it's not, not clicking with your group, you just got to switch it up. Like I've switched up my theme days three times now. You know, I just keep trying new things. I don't, want, I don't want it to ever get stale. I think even with a membership-based group, there's so many things you could do. You know, like how are you promoting your, your membership or the conversation between evergreen versus open and close or launch-based memberships or retention strategies or horror stories or wins all that kind of stuff. You know, I feel like you, no matter what niche you're in, you can always find those overarching themes that relate to your space and you can use them for theme days or at least for like, you know, conversation starters, icebreakers, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, and I think that comes back to what we said before about paying attention to the language people use to the questions they ask because, you can always parrot those back. Three or four months down the line, you yeah. know. Sometimes some of the, the the biggest pieces of gold we get. I think every non-interview podcast I've done has stemmed from uh, an email question or a Facebook question, and a lot of those the questions will be buried deep within a conversation somewhere. So um yeah, I, I keep a little Trello list of just any question that we get, that's and that, that's my grab bag. It's like when, <laughs> when I'm just really not having any luck coming up with anything creative whatsoever. I'll just yeah, go on to the. I used to do list. that
0: with our podcast too. I'd say mm. we're shooting our next round of screw, screw cues. What do you want to ask us? And then I just use that. Yeah, because I don't want to sit there and think of everything. <laughs> I'm like, homie, I got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just going to sit there and like rack my brain trying to come up with uh, with topics when I could just ask the community. I've put so much time into building.
1: Yeah, definitely. With, with the uh, the paid membership. Uh, Did the free Facebook group come before that, or was that around about the same time?
0: No, the Facebook group came before that. So before we had the uh, Screw You membership, Mm. Screw You was just a simple one-off digital That's
1: That's an awesome name as well. (laughs)
0: It's just
1: brilliant. It took a few attempts before I realized Callie wasn't just insulting me when she was uh, talking... Talking about what you're doing, what you're up to, screw you.
0: You guys guys should definitely talk about that later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it was a simple standalone one-off digital product. And honestly, we were just sick of constantly trying to sell it. Yeah. And when we made the decision to move it into monthly membership or recurring, um, I made the announcement inside the free group and i keep it very separate like i don't participate in the free group the way i do inside screw you yeah. it's very different so i try and not let the free group cannibalize it um screw you i just make sure that i'm showing up in a bigger and better way inside the paid membership than i am in the free group
1: yeah that i mean that was something i was going to ask you about because uh you know again it's something that we have to take a very delicate approach to. I know a lot of our listeners, we, we had questions about Facebook groups recently and a lot of their concern is, well, if I have a free Facebook group, then... Like
0: people pay. Yeah, exactly. I all the time, yeah. Exactly. People are so worried because they don't want to give away too much. But here's the thing, you're not giving away too much, you're just creating connection. That's all that free group is for. Like, yeah, you want to bring the heat and show them that you know what you're talking about. But those free groups, those communities... Those are for connection above all else. That's all it's there for is to create that affinity, to build relationships, to create connection, and to show people that you can help them. Because think about it. If someone has spent, say, six months with you inside a free group and they freaking love you and what your business is all about, why would they go to some faceless marketer that they don't have a relationship with? Why wouldn't they just join your community? Like so many people inside the free group say, I can't even imagine what the paid group is like because I love this one so much. That's gold. You know what I mean? Like they're coming into the U to see, okay, I want the training. I want all this. But like if this is what the free stuff is like, I can't even imagine what the paid stuff is like.
1: For sure. And, and, you know, getting that connection and that relationship building – that that usually will lead to discussion of your membership discussion or product coming up organically anyway without you needing to try and that's so much more you know having two or three of your paid members chatting amongst themselves about how awesome this you know this new piece of content or how awesome yesterday's master class was or something like that in front of your non-members that's worth oh, you know it's I mean, huge <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: A million times more.
0: I feel like it's a happy benefit mm, because I definitely. never expected, nor do I encourage our paid members to go into the free group and pimp out Screw You. Like yeah. I would never ask that. They just do it organically or if someone asks, is anyone here inside screw you then they just like come out in droves they're doing the marketing for us i don't even need to sell anything at that point you know
1: i so what i love now is because obviously we get a lot of like technical questions mm-hmm. and uh, we've we've actually found you know when we're talking about moderating i suppose how much you're involved in the free group how in-depth your answers to questions might be in the free group versus the paid group. We actually have some of our paid members almost doing that for us where mm-hmm. if somebody asks a question, they'll actually go in and say, well, you know, if you really want to know how to do this, you really need to access this course within the Academy. And it's like, oh, thank you. You're like, <laughs> so, I
0: just want to hug you. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: like 10 birds with one stone. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that the the free Facebook group it came before the membership and you were selling kind of static one off products. Have yeah. you found an easier transition to move people from a Facebook group to a membership community versus promoting one-off products within that community? Because essentially, like you said, people are almost upgrading their community experience. So yeah. you know, do you find that's more of a, a natural transition?
0: Well, to be honest, I only had the free group for about six weeks before we made right, this right. switch. So I don't really know what it would have been like now if we hadn't made the switch and I still had that group. Yeah. You know, I'd probably be doing big pushes or launches or something like that, even though that's not my wheelhouse. Like I don't love launches. It's just
1: exhausting. It's so exhausting.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) But I personally find it quite I don't want to say easy because there's always, you know, that that kind of barrier. Do people actually want to pay for it? Mm. But it's been pretty seamless. Like as seamless as I could possibly want. Like I've never, we haven't really ever gone a month where we haven't had someone from the free group or at least a few people from the free group join Screw You because of the free group. Yeah. So I don't really know what it'd be like to sell one-off products in there. I mean, I see Kimmer Luna doing it and she does a great job. So Mm -hmm. um, she doesn't have a membership and she seems to just knock it out of the park with her memberships through, or sorry, with her courses and launches through her group. So I would think it would probably work the same. The only difference is the price really, excuse me, the pricing structure. Like ours seems like it's lower because it's 69 bucks a month versus, you know, a one-off 2000. But I feel like people show up differently yeah. in memberships than they do one off products, so I think it really just comes down to your preference, and I think a Facebook group can work regardless of which uh, business model you have
1: cool now I'm, I'm right in saying that you you've obviously got the free Facebook group your membership it's it's on an online forum it's on our <laughs> our favorite forum software it's Good. just yeah <laughs> um but am i writing in you've also got a facebook group for your paid members too
0: yeah so we had that facebook group before we switched to continuity right. before we had you know the forum yeah. that people could um you know hang out and have conversations and that sort of thing so i would love to phase out the screw you facebook group but right now we mostly use it as a notice board of sorts so if we have something we want people to get people's attention for, and we're not sure if they're seeing it inside the U, then we'll post it inside the U Facebook group because I know that everyone's going to get those notifications. Um, but anytime that the group kind of skews more to asking questions or, you know, really getting into module or course specific questions or feedback or any of those conversations, I make it a point to say to people, this is, you know, like you guys can have this conversation. However, we hang out in the screw you, inside screw you if yeah. you want our guidance, our feedback, our answers, you have to ask us inside screw you so we're constantly trying to make sure most of the action happens inside a platform that we actually own versus you know something that's not within our control for the most part.
1: Yeah for sure I mean I, I bang on and bang on about Facebook groups versus forums for the paid element of mm-hmm. your membership but um, I know something uh, Chris Ducker has recently. Done and that's adding on so he started with the forum he's added on a facebook group as kind of a, a, a pub area so you know for just that notice board kind of stuff for the surface level uh discussions mm-hmm. and then all the meaty stuff actually happens in the forum so i'm kind of watching that with curiosity um i think i mean he said himself he almost did it under duress he really did not want to have a facebook group yeah <laughs> for his community but you know people enough people asked for it so he did so yeah i would say one of the you'll know this yourself one of the biggest benefits i think for memberships i own is when it comes to facebook groups is that even if you're not in there kind of you know answering every question starting every conversation you're still the standard bearer for that community you're still you know the person or or people behind it how do you deal with people kind of I don't know if muscling in is the right way of, of putting it, but people, you know, the type where they come in and they try and make every discussion about them, and they're railroading all the conversations, and actually, almost risking sending your community vibe in the wrong direction. Have you, you had that the free within the free groups? Particularly, I think mm. I think you quite often see that within free groups, uh, yeah. especially where people kind of almost just want to hijack your community for their own end. Have you had that with your group? How do you deal with it?
0: For sure. I see it happening quite a bit. You know what I always notice about those people, though? They always, always fade away. Mm. That is the thing. Because they're coming in not with a intention to be a part of a community. They're coming in with a motive. Mm. And a strong community will always spot that shit. And then they will always just, like, phase it out. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that person... W- they won't get comments, they won't get likes, they won't get interaction because they're making it all about themselves. In fact, um, our head of community experience, her name's Heather, just slacked me right before uh, you and I hopped on Skype and said, this is why, you know, we have like the best free members around. Because And she copy and pasted a conversation with one of our other members, her name's Sarah, and she commented on someone else's comment. This is getting so <laughs> mixed up, but just stick with me. She commented on someone else's comment who was doing exactly what you're talking about, like making it all about them and said, heads up, dude, this is best saved for Thursday in our Thursday Throwdown post yeah. where you can talk about yourself. For now, keep it to the, to- to the topic. And I was just like, bow down, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I, I don't have to do that. That's the community yeah. standing up for the community. You know, so those people who are not in it for those reasons, they'll fade away. Either that or I'm just going to throw down a delete and ban (laughs) because my main concern is that all those other people feel supported and lit up by the community that they're in. And if some fool is going to come in and try to remotely steal like five to 10 seconds of fame, go right ahead. I know you don't have legs, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know that you are eventually going to fade out, so I don't let it bother me. Yes,
1: yeah, because they're looking for a shortcut, isn't it? And I exactly. think people are looking for those <laughs> shortcuts. Yeah, I've I've turned into such a narc since I joined your <laughs> Facebook group. <A>
0: narc.
1: <laughs> I, I, I like any hint of self promotional stuff. You're like report. Yeah, report. <laughs> I don't think I I reported a single thing to anyone on Facebook ever before i joined the free screw group it's 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 lethargic it's like yeah you can fuck off as well (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's it's shocking shocking. i'm not
0: saying it to be callous or mean but it's really (laughs) fucking true (laughs) like show up and bring your best or gtfo
1: yeah definitely and yeah you can get your community that self-policing place i mean that that's got a light in the lord for you for heather i was gonna say for josh but the facebook group's your your yeah, gig he, is he's it? Yeah. like
0: the wind like if he comes in <laughs> people are just like what the hell just happened there but he's very rarely actually read like 99 percent of the time not yeah. in the free group it's just not a he doesn't have an interest in it mm. like not that he doesn't have an interest in the people, but he doesn't have an interest in building community. That's my side of things. His side of things is tech automation, that kind of stuff. I don't mess like I don't go into his lane, and he certainly doesn't come into my lane. And that's how our business works so well.
1: Yeah, that's uh, you know this is why I love talking to other kind of you know power couples in business who are running the businesses together. Um, mm-hmm. Just yeah, to kind of get a, a, an insight into how you operate because it's yeah. it's a it can be tricky terrain i think um you uh, know, yeah. working with your significant <laughs> other but we do this you know Kali and i have kind of very sort of separate things that we do within the business mm-hmm. um and even when we create in courses there will be courses Kelly creates courses that i create and we we're talking about webinars we've actually never done like a public webinar before what? that's yeah i i've been doing online business since the late nineties and i 've never done a public webinar oh it's my gosh just one of 2016 those 2016 is the year Mike this this <laughs> month is the month it's happening this month This um, month? yeah like even with that, Kelly and I discussing it um do we do it as a joint thing or do we do our own part of the reason why I mentioned that is when you are part of you know a, a couple running a business, I think people assume that that means that things that they might struggle with in terms of workload suddenly mean it's it, it's easier because you've got two of you in a Facebook group managing it rather than one, but actually that's not the case. So no. while that's not the case, obviously you've got two Facebook communities, two Facebook groups and the paid membership group. Mm-hmm. How do you handle the commitment to those in terms of, of time, um, especially given how active your the, the Facebook group in particular is? Um, how do you approach it, and how's that changed in the time you um, run the membership?
0: Yeah, so prior to probably February, this will probably go into more of a ramble because mm. there's so many different parts of this things that I've been considering because I don't want to take myself out too much. Yeah. you know, I have had so many people tell me you need to make yourself less available. That doesn't sit well with me too much I don't know why I don't know if it's my own block um, I um, don't know if I may be I don't know I don't know if it's just resistance but I have a hard time taking myself out of that community because I built it you yeah, know I'm yeah. such a part of it and it would break my heart to not participate in it anymore so Last year, I used to do a morning check-in, afternoon, and evening just to make sure, you know, my group isn't getting hammered with spam or porn <laughs> um, <laughs> and to make sure I have my finger on the pulse of it. That then trans- uh, kind of evolved into morning and night. And now I just do a solid morning um, kind of like blaze through the group. I'll answer a bunch of threads. But again, like I said, we brought on Heather and she is pivotal in that whole process. So she, I always say one of my biggest strengths is that I'm a nurturer. Heather is me on crack. Like she, (laughs) that is her go-to. She is a nurturer. She was the, like such a no brainer hire because I know her personally and she is a caretaker. She's supportive. She's, you know, she, she's got her own business. So she was such a natural fit in that community. And I made it a a point to say to people like, Heather's coming on. You should start watching out for her. Like, this is our new head of community experience. I've mentioned it in newsletters. We've mentioned it in the U. Like, it's very much, I'm just letting everyone know that this is what's up. And at a certain point, I can't manage it all myself. Yeah. You know, in order for those people to feel seen and heard and taken care of. So I need help. So now I'm just down to mostly mornings. Um, but it's one of the first tasks I do, to be honest. So I just power through it, blaze through it, make sure I answer all my comments and all that stuff, questions, any tags. Um, And then I let Heather do her thing for the rest of the day. And then I'll show up if I need to throughout the night. Um, And then I'm just back at it the next day. So that's how I'm currently doing it. Um, Will it always stay like that? I don't know. So it's just been a gradual evolution of trying to figure out, okay, how do I still stay present, but at the same time, stay productive in my business? And if I'm being 100% transparent, that's actually been a big, big challenge for me in my side of the business because I want to be there. But I also find that when I'm there too much, I get fucking nothing done (laughs) in the rest of my day because, you know, I'll clear out all my notifications. I usually wake up to anywhere between 100 and 150. So that's a lot to go through. And I want to be there. But the minute you've answered all those, then there's more, you know. So you're like, oh, okay, I'll just clear out these next 30. You know, and it just spirals. So I've really made it a point, like, if I'm not out of the community by, like, 1130 a.m., like, my day is is gone pretty yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a gradual process and just, like, a refining, a system of refining everything and really figuring out, like, how I can bring my A game, but at the same time put energy into the growth yeah. of the screw.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's interesting you talk about obviously being advised to be less accessible. I think you do tend to to have people divide into two camps. Um, and I discussed this with James Schramko uh, a couple of months ago uh, mm-hmm. when he was on the podcast. And, you know, we talked about authority-centric memberships so membership sites where there's some sort of expectation that when you join, you have some access. Not, mm-hmm. not you know, personal mobile number and, and you know... Yeah. And, but some level of access and uh, you do get the people in our camp that in order to establish yourself as this expert or this figure to be to be looked up to and adored you have to make yourself inaccessible and i think it's one of the was of however many laws of power or whatever Um, but i i I fall on the other side of the coin i'm kind of similar to you i think there's so much value in in just showing up and not letting people
0: I'm glad I'm glad you said that because I was going to say how do you feel about this because (laughs) I know that James is a big proponent of being slightly inaccessible Hmm. like uh we have a couple friend their names are Shane and Jocelyn and he's in Shramko's Silver Circle membership
1: yeah yeah um Flip Lifestyle yeah yes
0: oh too funny okay (laughs) so um they were saying you know James was talking about how you need to be inaccessible to a certain point point. And it's really just been, I mean, I found that out, or he told me about that maybe four or five months ago, and I am still dwelling on it. Because I don't know how I feel about that. You know, like, I get it. I understand the reasoning behind it. But I'm also of the mindset, like, what if you just take an unconventional, unpopular approach to this? You know, so many people would say, oh no you need to be like an arm's length away and I'm kind of on the mindset what if I'm not Yeah, you know like what if I'm there as much as I can be but these people know that I give a shit about them you know I don't know it's really something I go back and forth about in order for me to not hijack your podcast interview I'll move (laughs) on from the subject because I could talk about this for (laughs) ages
1: (laughs) It's all right. We can just kind of cut that part mm-hmm. and that can be, you know, a, a bonus. Um,
0: <laughs> bonus down. <download>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen to Jill ramble. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's funny. There's um, uh, someone that Kylie and I have known for years, created a membership community quite a while back. And uh, that was the one where the community was purely Facebook based. And after mm-hmm. a week of running it, she came to us for advice on how she could completely remove herself from needing to participate Mm -hmm. in the Facebook group. And we were like, Oh, you've only got like 12 people in there. (laughs) So (laughs) if it's, if it's taxing to you now, maybe, yeah, this is kind of the wrong model. You need to kind of go to a remote location somewhere and yeah
0: and have like an affiliate marketing or drop yeah
1: or just you know grow beetroot or something like that you (laughs) you don't need to to deal with people
0: (laughs) i actually think that's a good point because i don't think memberships are for everyone
1: Mm. like i really don't definitely
0: i really think you have to be open to building a community and giving people your time
1: you know what's really interesting, and, and you've done something that not a lot of people do during this podcast, is you've used the words separately, continuity and memberships. And I mm-hmm. think there is such, such, such a gulf between the two. When somebody talks about wanting to have a continuity program, and they mean a membership site, Yeah, functionally, structurally, they talk about it as a continuity program, then you kind of know what they're after they're after a yeah a turnkey quick cash passive income which is a whole other (laughs) other,
0: yeah i actually spotted i spotted
1: spotted josh having a little rant in in the screw as well about that too so i was like yeah down straight um but then memberships the people who talk about them as memberships and they recognize as a community and they recognize that there's work to be done. There's a community yeah. to be nurtured. You need to show up. It's not passive income. Like yeah. It's nowhere near passive income.
0: It's actually the furthest thing from passive income.
1: <laughs> yeah, without doubt.
0: It's like you work for your money.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> and it's funny you say that because, I mean, when I think of continuity programs, like, yes, I'm all for monthly recurring revenue in such a big way. It's remove so much stress from our mm-hmm. business. But also when I think continuity, I think things like click funnels or yeah. lead pages or you know SaaS products that have the continuity element baked into it. I don't always think, "Oh, I have a continuity program." I think I have a paid community. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think you really hit the nail on the head when you said like you have to show up, you have to be there, you have to be present, you have to give people your time like I'm not here <laughs> to build a half-baked community. I'm here to build a fucking movement. And that takes time and consistency and presence. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's the real difference between a lot of successful membership sites versus the ones that kind of fade away or feel like a chore.
1: Without doubt. I mean, our most successful client, most successful project being involved with is a seven-figure membership site, and he works his ass off. in day out and he never stops trying to improve the membership so interesting isn't it yeah he never stops pursuing the 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 answer to you know how can we make this better for our members i
0: love
1: that yeah it's just such a huge difference versus the sort of dross that you typically uh see where you know it's buy a plr pack of uh ebooks or someone else has written and then try and charge people twenty dollars a month for it yeah there's there's room for it there's, there's room for it in the same way that, you know, there's room in the world for, I don't know, Justin Bieber fans, but kind of wrong person. I love Ryan Reynolds. So that bounces it out. Me so too. yeah,
0: Twinsies. Um, probably in different
1: ways though. Um, although some days, uh, <laughs> you
0: don't like his steely looks. <laughs>
1: No comment. Uh, moving moving, very, yeah, moving yeah, way too quickly on. Uh, so what are some of the specific things that you've done, specific strategies or, or um, marketing techniques you've used to move people from that free Facebook group? I know we say it's obviously not something you use to sell or to pitch to people, but what have you you've done successfully that's kind of helped to transition people from being just a a free member to joining up to your paid community.
0: Yeah. So there's a few things and I'm glad you said, you know, I'm not just in there to sell. That's very much the case, but I'm also not in there just to have a free community and dedicate all my time for nothing. Like, I don't hope, I hope that doesn't sound like a dick saying. No, but, no. It's, uh, yeah. It's, you, it's very true. Like,
1: yeah. You can't I mean, pay. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't pay the bills with Facebook likes and yeah, you know,
0: exactly. Twitter Vanity followers. Yeah, exactly. Metrics ain't my thing. So here's what we do. We have a system actually that we heard James go talk about. I think it was either on our podcast or another one of his podcasts. I can't remember, but he calls it the octopus. And the minute yes. we heard it, we were like, yes. Okay. So this is how it works. I go into my Facebook group and I use the polling function and I ask people, I'm going to create the next round of content. What do you guys want to learn about? And I give them like three or four of our top choices of things that A, we know about and B, can write about. Um, And I use the thing, the interest area or the pain point or the topic that is most voted on to create a killer blog posts. We call them read magnets. So the post, the purpose of this is to be um, the read magnet serves as the top of our funnel. So I pull, get their answers. I create that piece of content. And then I say, remember that time I asked you what you wanted to learn about and you voted for blah, blah, blah. Here it is. <laughs> so here's how that works. I post the blog post in the group. People go there. They read about it. Blah, blah, blah. The lead magnet that is in line with that post is hyper specific to that topic. So for example, I have a, a funnel on Facebook groups, this perfect one for this one. So yeah. uh, people want to learn about Facebook groups. So I started interviewing other successful Facebook group owners on how they run their group, all that sort of stuff. And I transcribed it so that I would have the content there as well. Then the lead magnet for that particular post is our Facebook groups checklist. So I'm not trying to kind of, it's all hyper specific to the topic that yeah. people are interested in. On. So once they opt in for that, then they're redirected to another piece of content for that specific funnel. That's like the three mistakes most FB group owners make. And then at the bottom of that piece of content, which is just built on a ClickFunnels page, is our first offer. And so we make an offer for our Facebook group's course called Engage that sits inside of Screw You, we just pull it out and sell it as a standalone product. That is obviously hyper specific to the lead magnet and to the read magnet. So it makes it a very much a no brainer purchase, right? If they choose to buy Engage, then they go through a sequence that pitches them into Screw You. Because they say, you know, now you know how to start a Facebook group and run it and build your business with it. That's not The be-all and end-all of business. Like You still have to learn about this and this and this and this, and you need this and this. And then I say, this is how Screw You can help you. And I move them from the group into the paid community that way. That's the biggest way we transition our free members into paid members is we use these hyper-specific topic-based sales funnels. And then another way is we host webinars. Now, I know you're just getting started with webinars, <laughs> Mike, <laughs> but they really will be such a huge help in helping you um, move your free members into paid members. Yeah. So we make these very much um, training intensive. We don't hold back. We don't, take the approach of like, oh, we don't want to teach too much because there is so much to teach. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we just bring the heat no matter what we're doing, whether it's our free funnels, whether it's our free webinars, whatever it is. The point is we want to get them salivating and being like, holy shit, if I got this for free, I can't even imagine what the paid stuff would be like. And then that transitions our free members into our paid.
1: Love it. Love it. And again, that all comes back to what we were talking about earlier on is essentially your Facebook group is going to be your hotbed for ideas yeah, totally you know, and just start starting out with saying yeah tell us what you want and then going off yeah. and actually creating it and building a funnel around it and all that
0: 100 percent. and i mean you nailed it i was just gonna say i'm so sick of guessing yeah you know i'm so over guessing at what people want i'd rather just use the community that we've built to ask and just get the straightforward answer, being like, hmm, I wonder if they'd want this, or I wonder if we should do this. I'm just going to ask. That's what you built it for.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It's, you know, it's not the best time to find out whether someone's going to be interested in your blog article after you've hit publish. Yeah. Now, you predicted this, preempted it. This is kind of closing <laughs> the loop. We've talked all about this, this Facebook group, this community, the Screw the 9 to 5 community. Jill? Tell us how people <laughs> tell us how people can join your Facebook community.
0: Well, Mike, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. If you want to join the free Facebook group and come hang out with us online, then you just go to screwcommunity.com. Super easy.
1: Awesome. And that as well, for anyone who didn't pick up on that, that is a little bit of gold right there, having the domain name just for the community
0: yes like I don't want to sit there and say facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash seven three nine four two seven zero
1: and we we just we've stolen that we've you know I heard that was like (laughs) Callie load up the GoDaddy account we need to get a domain name Um, yeah ours is at talkmemberships.com
0: oh I like that there we go that's good
1: yeah, that's better than facebook.com slash group slash right. member site or whatever. Like,
0: ain't nobody got time for that.
1: Definitely not. And of course, dot com.
0: Yes, screwthenightof 95com All spelt out. That's our cyber home base.
1: Awesome. Do we have anything else to pimp?
0: I mean, that's pretty much. I mean, we've talked about screw you. If people want to check that out, it's screw you, like letter U. No you mike um <laughs> screw you.co forward slash join if you want to see what that's all about
1: awesome jill thank you so much for joining us on the podcast we could without doubt have done two or three different spin-offs to let you uh, rant about some of those hot button <laughs> topics but uh we'll maybe have to have you back sometime to uh, to have those i think we just kind of do them every now and then as like a little bonus um yeah jill stanton screws the world <laughs> podcast just episodes Jill
0: rants yeah no one needs to hear that <laughs> <There you go. laughs> they, have, they have no structure and they're just ridiculous you know and that's <laughs> th-
1: those are my favorite kind of uh of rants so there you go well
0: thank you so much for having me on this is so much fun such a good chat
1: Thanks again to Jill for taking the time out to join me on the Membership Guys podcast. Really enjoyed our talk. A lot of fun and uh, hopefully you'll agree a lot of really useful advice from Jill's experience, not only of just growing a popular Facebook group, but growing it and running it in the context of being a membership site owner. So lots of useful info to take away from that, that hopefully you can implement into your own business. That's it from today's show. Thank you once again for joining me on the Membership Guys podcast. As always, we appreciate and we love all positive reviews, all positive feedback. So if you have a spare 20 or 30 seconds, hop on over to iTunes, check out the podcast, leave a little five-star review. It must be five stars or else don't bother. And uh, be sure to tweet us at MembershipGuys to let us know what you think of the show. If you've got any suggestions, any questions you want to ask that you'd like us to cover on future episodes of the podcast, we'd love to hear those too. Until next time, I'm Mike Morrison. Thanks for joining me on the Membership Guys podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Membership Guys podcast, we invite you to check out the MembersiteAcademy.com. The Membersite Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Member Site Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools, and a supportive community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Member Site Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. So check it out at membersiteacademy.com. Do you want to boost your member signups and take your membership to the next level? If so, you're not going to want to miss the free webinar that I'm running on Tuesday the 26th of March. It's called Supercharge Your Membership Sales and it is entirely free. During the webinar, you will learn how to level up your core membership sales funnel for more traffic leads and sales. You'll discover the biggest roadblocks that could be costing you sales right now and most importantly, how to fix them. And we're going to cover the key tactics that you need to have in place to successfully market and scale your membership. Plus, you get the opportunity to tap into my years of expertise in the membership space and have me help solve your current sales and marketing challenges. So, if you want to take your membership sales to the next level, join me on Tuesday, March 26th at 7pm UK time and go to membershipgeeks.com webinar. That's membershipgeeks.com webinar to secure your free seat today.